0: You are listening to the Lightforge Podcast, the key to unlocking your arena success, with your co-hosts ADWCTA and Murps. Welcome back to the Alteric card valuation stream. You, you, know, so? what you know what it is. We are
1: reviewing uh, the newest expansion. This is Deep Cut, so we're talking about the, uh, the bad cards these are cards that legendaries yeah and legendaries which some of them are quite good Uh, so these are cards that uh at least for the bad cards the the non-legendary cards you might have to draft a few of them you don't want to draft them and whenever you do draft them they are going to definitely be one of the worst cards in your deck so that's the situation that we're in
0: yeah they will basically not impact the most is kind of where we're getting at. The legendary cards you won't see enough for it to impact the meta much, and these other cards are just so bad that people will not draft them enough. Uh, yep, it's kind of where we're at. So the first card, these are ones rated D plus. D plus is where your Crocs and your Raptors are. Uh, so they are like your standard, you know, old school neutral two drops. They're worse than a Yeti. They're just they really don't cut it in this meta anymore. You will be sad to get these, uh, but they're not like dead in the water or anything. Um there's still deep plots, right? They're like could be almost a Yeti. Like, for example, Gnome Private. Uh, it is a one mana one three, honorable kill, gain plus two attack. Uh it's, it's fine. Um this is a a pretty good one drop as far as one-drops go, but it doesn't do anything, like draw a card or anything. It just is a one-drop. And it's not overstated. Uh it's potentially overstated, but you have to actually kill something with the last
1: damage, which is, like, really hard. Um, It's really hard for a 1-3 to kill anything. This isn't a tempo meta. So your advantage of putting something out on turn one, especially something that's not, like, offensively oriented to even try to, you know, put that pressure on, uh, the reward for you doing it just just isn't that good um and how many people are going to be playing like going to be playing that one one or two one on turn one my guess is not that many because people will recognize what sort of meta it is and not you know try to tempo out that two one like it's just not a good play it's not something you want to draft right um y- yeah for example Mecharu is back I'm not going to prioritize Mekaro in my drafts. I I don't think you should either um because once again that's not the game that people are playing and they have too many ways to remove you. So I don't know. How about that corporate? Set up the corporate for your 3 drop and right. the Mekaro second body. Like once again, um this is just hurt by its size. So if you're sitting there being like, "Wait, this is like a if you're comparing this to a Yeti and you're saying this is, like, worse than a Yeti, why is Yeti better when this has, like, an upside, plus it has, like, more stats than it should get? You know, according to the Yeti formula, size matters. Like, it does. Mm-hmm. This is just a little bit too small. Um, and, and that's why it is where it is.
0: Yup. Alright. Uh, next up is Gangster. Gangster is a two mana four two stealth super good, except it has a drawback, which is after your opponent plays a minion, attack it. So it's bad. Oh yeah, I mean it's it's not unplayably bad, but but, but it's, it's not good. It's worse than a yeti. Um, your
1: opponent gets to decide how it takes the four damage. That's that's bad. Yeah, this is. I can imagine scenarios where you play this and it actually makes your opponent's turn a little bit awkward. There's too many instances where it just doesn't. Um, yeah, it's fine. Uh, but w- once again, like if you look at where a uh, two mana three two is, it's like right here, right? It's like mm-hmm. a, so we value it basically the same as like a, a normal raptor. No, um, yep. it, it's just like. Sometimes it'll be better, sometimes it'll be worse. So that, that's why the score is where it's at.
0: Yeah. Uh, someone in chat said it's like a face up snipe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I and mean, it's exactly a face up snipe. Um, and we've always thought snipe was okay, right? So this is like, okay, it's like a two drop. Like snipe was an okay two drop. This is an okay two drop. It's not good. Um, but what I like about this uh, over snipe sometimes, though, is that sometimes your opponent doesn't play a minion. Sometimes they can't play a minion. You know, they're doing other stuff. And then you actually just have a 2-mana 4-2 stealth. Which is, which is kind of nice. So, Yep. Alright, that's a D+. Uh, next up, another D-plus card. Grim Totem Bounty Hunter. Grim Totem Bounty Hunter is a 3-mana 4-2. Battlecry, destroy a legendary minion. This one's an epic card.
1: Why do we have this stuff? Uh, I, I I like once again. Why why do we have all of these like hate cards, eating cards, all of these things? Uh, why? What what's the point? Like it doesn't even matter what the score is for this thing. I don't even care. It's just like it could it it, it could be an understated three drop, which sucks like really bad. Mm-hmm. Or it can just swing the game. It's like it's stupid, and it's. Uh, let's get rid of the hate cards let's get rid of like all these cards that like, eat things and dragon slayer looks tame compared to the rest because it only deals six damage it's like oh well you might not even kill a dragon this this is See, I, I, I hate this I, I
0: don't mind this as much as dragon slayer uh, actually because there's a lot less like legendary minions than dragons and most legendary minions are like really really big in that they come out in the late game and they do something on the turn that they come out so killing the body of a Legendary Minion, it's like an assassin. It's like a cheap assassin that puts a body on the board. But it does so so late in the game that it, the swing is not as important. So I don't, like, as far as hate cards go, because of its target, because its target is Legendary Minion, it's, it's not, like, as terrible, I think. Uh, uh, as far as hate cards go, of course, all hate cards are terrible. Um, but that also makes it, like, just, you know, kind of not as good. All right. Next up, we have Snowblind Harpy. Remember, these are D pluses. These are about Yeti level. Uh, Not Yeti level. They're below Yeti level. Uh, Snowblind Harpy is a 3 mana, 3, 4. Battlecry, if you're holding a frost spell, gain 5 armor. Um, I think this would be a Yeti. I think this would be exactly a Yeti. Uh, yeah something like that i mean like, like this is not so this will be like the highest of the
1: d pluses yeah it's like, we there. could have put
0: this in c and it would
1: have been kind of the same but so remember yeti is the lowest of the low c's and then the, or like or the highest of the high or, d. or the highest Literally of the high the d pluses. Line. we made uh, that line yeti yep so this is like if you guys are like oh the the effect doesn't do, yes the effect doesn't do anything <laughs> Like yeah, we, we, we agree just with you there for three, this four. This is right on the line there. So this is a this is a three mana three four, and that's where the score is. It's a three mana mm-hmm. three four. That's enough. Yep.
0: Alright. So those are the D pluses, the ones that are slightly below Yeti. Now we're getting into the D's. So now we're getting into bad cards. Like really don't don't draft these. The other ones were like try not to draft these. These are now like really don't draft these. They won't necessarily tank your deck, but you're gonna feel it. Like these are not good cards. Um, so the first one is a Iron Deep Trog. It is a one mana one two after your opponent casts a spell. So I'm going to copy of this.
1: I, I don't know what to say about it. God damn this! I mean this thing is. Uh, so look, y- you you can actually get some value out of this sometimes but it's mostly because i don't think your opponent cares <laughs> yeah also your opponent could have a coin yeah
0: like keep in mind if you play this on turn one and your opponent's player two your opponent has a coin if your opponent doesn't kill this before your opponent uses the coin you just played a one mana one two one two which is even better than mecharoo yep so look this is this is a d
1: well we're yeah. no like, if you're than... wondering
0: why this isn't like just total trash the coin is why this is not
1: the total trash it it's actually not that hard to like get this to trigger because you're like a lot of people are going to be sl- slinging spells because um, mm-hmm. there's quite a few ways to get spells, uh, especially for some of the what I assume will be popular classes. Uh, but this is one in which either you or your opponent, when you see this on the other side of the field, I don't think you care. You just like whatever spell you want to cast, just give them an extra one too. It doesn't really matter but for one minute it's like eh. so it's not an f it's a d remember we're no longer Mm -hmm. in d pluses. this is this is a d is bad d tier is
0: literally called bad like if you look at our spreadsheet by the way if you're listening to this there is a spreadsheet that we are making public uh that has all these um if you're watching the video the day after, like starting on monday or if you're listening to the podcast um we'll, we'll tweet it out at the end of our recording of all this um and you know if you're in chat right now you know the spreadsheet it's out there uh just because we should have it so that i think before this taro was doing it uh and then sometimes he has to like go to sleep or something and then miss chunks and stuff so we just we're just putting it out there now uh so it's easy to to follow along and see what our scores are uh so that's iron deep trog the next one is a card we've seen before because we got it wrong before in the last video and or podcast episode you may have heard us say storm quartermaster was a c and then we we somewhat struggled to justify it but there are certain use cases in which it would be decent i kind of like it i don't know i mean we right, I- still likes it but this was because i initially put it in the wrong column I put it in c i meant to put it in d the math says it's d this is the two mana two two after you cast a spell give a random minion in your hand plus one plus one the coin counts a lot of spells in this meta but it's still a two mana two two so it's pretty bad on turn two it's almost unplayable on turn two uh and later on in the game you get some like you get a decent size card advantage with it better than normal two mana card but still like you know around the getty all right so, well that's where it's at i don't care enough yeah. to to really fight for it uh, okay. but yeah sure it's 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 bad guys i think Mervs irrationally likes this card i
1: i, I kind of like cards like that so you know people are mentioning history buff i'm like oh god i love history Okay, buff. history buff was a much better card. well yeah I, i'm, I'm, I'm not four. saying like you know this is better or even close to history buff but i i'm saying i do really like cards like that so i I can see why I might potentially be a little bit swayed. All right, okay. potentially. Uh,
0: okay. Next is Reflecto Engineer. Reflecto Engineer is a bad card. Don't let anyone tell you different. It's a three mana two four battle
1: cry. Swap the attack and health of all minions in both players' hands. Yeah, I don't. I don't even know how to really like analyze this. Um. Here's the thing I will say, stats are just very, very polarized nowadays, such that it's much more common to find something that has super high attack and low health or low attack and super high health. Um, You could mess up your opponents in some way, a lot of times you're messing yourself up in interesting ways as well. But here's the one thing that is consistent, the stats for the cost suck. <laughs> so that that we, we is keep we the need to one... keep hammering
0: this home three threes for three and two fours for three
1: are terrible yeah so that at the end of the day it's like that is the one consistent thing um and i see some people they're like oh, i'm taking it because i love it you don't know do it I, it's it's a funny card it is a funny card it'll create moments um, it's I, bad, though. um yeah i I can't see this being good, but I can totally hundred percent understand if you want to take it every single time.
0: <laughs> Alright, next up is Frostwolf Warmaster. Again, we're in D. These are bad cards. It's a four mana three three. It costs one less for each card you've played this turn.
1: Okay. Do you want to And do we wanna... are emphasizing
0: this again? Two fours and three threes are bad. I don't care if you can play three cards in this turn and this card only costs one mana and it is turn six or something. It is still a 3-3. Okay. You can coin this out and it's a three mana 3-3. That is sadly probably one of the better uses for this card. It is bad. Next. (laughs) Uh, Next we have Frozen Mammoth. Four mana, six, seven this is frozen until you cast a fire spell so this a- is a D in fire classes only if you do not have access to fire spells this is obviously an F
1: yep uh, I love the flavor it, it, it's it's really good like I I love the kind of flavor and, and uh, just just the creativity of this card but yeah it's not it's not good it's, it's not good even if you have fire spells because you won't have that many fire spells.
0: And you are forced to use it after you play this card. Yes. Which, like, is, is fire spells are generally conditional of some sort, right? They're removals or whatever, so you may not want to use it. Magista OLC says this card should have had taunt. No. No, that would make it too good.
1: This card should not have taunt. Wait, if, thi- if this had taunt, uh, we'd be talking about an actual... Like,
0: like, like a B card?
1: Like a, yeah, like a B card. Something really good, actually. Yeah, this would be
0: something really good if it had It should not have taught. No. Thank God it doesn't have taught. Alright, so that's all the cards in the set that's not legendary and that is neutral. We've gone over all of it. Again, uh, you don't have a lot of useless cards, right? Even most of the bad cards, something like Iron Deep Trog that you kind of look at and you dismiss, it's like, well, your opponent has a coin, they want to use a coin. This could be actually really good as a start for you. Like... There's kind of a place for all these bad cards. Not as in that'll make them good, but as in that'll make them okay. So, the power levels, even on the bottom end, are pretty good for this set. Um, And um, the power levels on the top are insanely good, but there's not a lot of them. This is actually... Like, if you just kind of don't look at the epic cards, I think this is actually a great neutral set for the arena in terms of power level. It's more swingy than I like, But I'm just kind of accepting that all things are more swingy than I like How Blizzard's going to go. Like, as you get more and more creative with your mechanics, it's just going to get more and more swingy. Um, But yeah. I don't know. Any thoughts about the neutrals uh, before we move on to the Legendary neutrals? Nope, we move on to the Legendaries. All right, let's talk about the Legendaries. We're going to start with the best Legendary. There are five Legendaries, and we're going to start with the best one. And I will spoil it for you right now. The best one is an S-tier card. This is on the level of Yesera. Goliath. All the bigs. It is a really, really, really insanely good card. Pick it if you see it. It's gonna, like, I don't know that it's gonna be like, oh no, in the same level as yesera Because unlike Yesera and unlike uh, uh, Goliath when it was dominating, this can't be easily discovered. Um, but... Uh, or, or generated that's one of the reasons why Ysera is so annoying right and why uh, uh, Goliath was freaking terrible but it is the same power level and it is neutral it is Ivys, the Forest Lord it is a one mana one one battle cry spend the rest of your mana and gain plus two plus two rush divine shield or taunt at random for each they don't write it in there but it won't randomly generate a double so if you get rush you won't get rush again and it do nothing It's just out of the pool. So, after you get Rush, Divine Shield, and Taunt, you can only get plus two plus twos.
1: Yeah, which means it's insane. (laughs) Which means it's actually just insane. Um, You get so much stats. You get initiative. The Divine Shield and Taunt are really good. And you can customize it. Oh, man. Like, Forbidden Ancient is somewhere just crying. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, this is Forbidden so
0: good. Ancient can be played on turns one through four. This is rough.
1: Okay, fair. Uh yes. But but this is <laughs> Oh my god, it's so good. Uh right. So some people might see this and say, Well, no, it's not as good as Goliath. It's not as good as Sarah. Like it doesn't have that. It's not the same thing as those. And I will agree with you there. It's not the same thing. What it does is very different. And it's about how much you value this flexibility, right? Mm-hmm. And you should. You should value it it's, even it's though. like that
0: forbidden ancient like you talked about. That forbidden ancient is crying. It's that same flexibility. We rated forbidden ancient super high. And
1: people were like, what? We're like, that flexibility. You can't okay you yeah. rated it that high i've never liked it okay. that high you always Fine. liked it i've always I've, liked i stand it. by it as being i, that I high. it I, is I, that I flexibility
0: uh, it uses no. up all your mana it makes your turns perfect um this one's less flexible but the payoff is way bigger and you want to play it later on anyway
1: yeah you definitely want to play this later on uh it's just ridiculously good so i'm i'm like i think this definitely belongs in in s tier so once again yet another flexible removal thing um in in a meta that should be filled with uh a, a lot of those options whether it comes from this set or it comes from skull academy and i've seen this comment as well um so i, I will address this because some of you guys are out there they're like murps what are you even doing reviewing this you haven't been playing uh in which I would say yes first of all unfortunately I have watched like every single one of dreads streams uh so I am aware of what the current meta is but also there's a change so how do you know the meta you look at what cars are coming up if you are saying well you don't know what the current meta is first of all that's false and second of all (laughs) um no it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. If you're talking about Moargs and everything, you're wrong because Moarg isn't in the meta anymore. <laughs> I have looked at these, okay? And my guess is that because of Skullman's and because of these sets, you are going to be able to prolong the game because of all the initiative that is out there. Now, once again, I don't decide things. Blizzard does. They could make me. This could they could make my statement and my guess so wrong by the changes that they are capable of doing they can make me look like a fool i don't think that they will um but like just based on the cars that are coming in and how i'm remembering kind of like this the skull effect along with these new cards i don't see tempo being good that's just the way that that i see it um and there you might be like, tempo. Yeah, 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 I just don't see early tempo working. Like, if you commit to that, you can beat some decks. I don't think you are going that far on average if you are committing to early tempo in any capacity. So, that's just yeah. my guess. Um, like, what you have to do when you draft is draft good cards. Good
0: cards are all focused on the late game. Yeah. Because the good cards are all in Scaldomans and this current set. And so, you will ultimately end up with a late-game-ish deck. Yeah. If you have a good deck at all. Because you're drafting good cards. If you draft early cards, you're going to draft bad cards. And you're going to have a bad deck. <laughs> so, this is where, where it goes. Alright. Um, so, yeah. So, that's a S tier One more S-tier legendary to, to add to the set. Um Okay. Um, next up we have two A-Tier cards, two A-Tier cards. A-Tier Legendaries, even in neutral, I wouldn't even ban them, like, and I, like, I, I have problems with cards that are super powered, right, like I like my Yetis, but Legendaries, they should have a little extra, so A-Tier Legendaries are kind of where Legendaries should be, I think, like the powerful ones at least, the ones that are arena suitable, and we get two of them, so they'll be interesting to see in the meta. The first one is Korok the Blood Rager. Now. This is a 4-mana 3-5 card, and it has death rattle. If this was not honorably killed, resummon Korok. So it has to be honorably killed, which one means that if you kill it off on your turn, it can never be honorably killed, right? Because your it has to be your opponent's turn for them to get the honorable kill. Then this just regenerates. Uh, and on your opponent's turn, they have to actually get the exact lethal damage on it, or else it just keeps popping back as a 3-5.
1: Yeah, so look, uh, it's A, which means it's really good. Um, The only thing holding this back from an S is that, like, sometimes it will suck. Uh, S cards tend to be consistently pretty amazing, you know? Like, consistently really, really good. This has a non-negligible chance to just kind of fizzle out.
0: Um, not non-negligible a pretty good chance, a
1: fairly good
0: chance but like like it's not that hard to get deal five damage though you could deal three and two four and ping just have right, something right. that deals five damage yeah and like let's say it like let's say it, it, it regenerates once right you leave it alone it kills itself on something which means that it got really crap value because it dealt five damage to itself right like what you're trying to do with these three fives is like eat something, right? But like instead you're killing it off somehow, and then you regenerate it, like fine. You now got a 3-1 and a 3-5. You basically have a 3-5 divine shield of value, which is like nowhere near S tier. You have to get this to to kind of trigger its like regeneration ability like three times to actually get S-tier value? And, and that's not going to happen most of the time. Like, if you average out the amount of value this gets, it's not going to regenerate three times on average. It's going to regenerate, like, once or twice. Like, 1.5 is my estimate.
1: Yep. Okay. Uh, afterwards, what do we got?
0: Alright. So, the other A-tier legendary is Lokahar, the Ice Lord. Loko the Lice Lord, is a 10-mana card. It is elemental, and it is an 8-8. It has Rush, it has wind fury, and it costs 5 less if you have 15 health or less. So that means
1: it only costs 5 mana. Holy shit, that was terrible. We, 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 were, we are never discussing this card after we discussed it this time. Loko okay. Uh But this is a... a card. Because... It... <laughs> Even if it costs ten mana, it's not like you know. It's not unplayable at all. It's it's mm-hmm. it's fine. Uh, and then you're able to get it for cheap when you need it the most, which is when you're at low health. So it's it's very good. Uh, I think it's a solid A card. And uh, yeah, let's never talk about this card again.
0: All right. Well, yeah, I mean, this should be uncontroversial. It's not an S tier card because it doesn't do that much. Like. It only deals 8 damage twice, and then he has to be remove it, which you know is a ridiculous amount of stuff, but it's not absurd. Um, even if you get it out of 5 mana. It's just really, really insanely good. And you will get it out of 5 mana a decent percentage of times. Okay. Uh, then we have the two remaining legendaries. They are bad. Uh, they are D tier. Uh, they are both 4 mana, 4 4s. Uh, One is Drek'thar, he is a 4-mana 4-4. Battlecry, if this costs more than every minion in your deck, summon 2 of them. You are not going to have a deck with only 3 mana minions and below in Arena. So this is just a 4-mana 4-4. The other card is pretty much the same. It is a Vandar Stormpike, it is a 4-mana 4-4. Battlecry, if this costs less than every minion in your deck, reduce their cost by 3. You are not going to have an entire Arena deck with 5 mana uh, minions and above. And, And if you do, you lose. Um, so, so, these, so we're treating these as
1: strictly four mana four fours, four fours. Yes. that's that's it um yes anyways uh people are saying that we missed tower sergeant as well did we miss that i actually don't remember us talking about tower sergeant so we might have missed that oh did we miss tower sergeant i think we might
0: we missed tower sergeant oh god okay
1: all right let's talk about it right now because all it's, right well yeah uh
0: we missed tower sergeant uh it does not belong in this video it is a C. Uh, it is not in the, we, we do D plus, uh, through F in this, in this one. So it should have been the previous video. Um, and, and conversely, right, Stormpike Quartermaster should be in this video, but wasn't the previous one. So, uh, I guess we're, we're just doing, we're just doing stuff now. Tower Sergeant's a four mana four four common. It, uh, Battle cry if you control at least two other minions, gain plus two plus two.
1: Uh, and it's a C. It's better than a Yeti, slightly. That's fine like this is this will trigger a, a decent amount um but yeah. when it doesn't trigger trigger it's real bad like really really bad well you, like, you saw like where it's D at. it's, it's deep yeah. <laughs> yeah uh so we're, we're saying that this is actually going to trigger like a decent amount of times just just think about like traveling merchant right and how often uh you are able to get a decent sized traveling merchant this is like kind of the same thing
0: um also to the people in chat who are talking about missing the scout we did not miss the scout we had it in the previous video it was also a c but we actually covered in the previous video Yep. unlike this one which we just didn't talk about but yes tower sergeant is a c and belongs in the previous video slash podcast all right well that is all that is now all the neutral cards um including the legendaries I don't know. Um, I don't think there's much to say here that we didn't say in the previous video. That was the main video. This is kind of the fun other stuff that we're wrapping up as we uh, go ahead and kick off the class cards next.
1: All right. All right. Uh, you have any shout outs to give? Uh, let's thank the Patreons one more time. We got RV Night Train, Yin, 15 Gold Cringe, Eric L, Aaron LS, Dan F, Karova r-e-g-4-p and brand new thank you thank you we'll see you guys in the next next video yeah uh, and remember
0: uh, all these scores are going to be in that spreadsheet that link we will tweet if you're listening to this after the fact uh, if you're alive it's just in uh twitch chat right now all right see you guys in the in the next one bye Welcome back. This is the uh, Fractured in Alteric Valley
1: card review stream podcast of VOD. I'm up. This is Murps. Uh, let's talk about Demon Hunter. Uh, we are going to be going through all of the classes, ranking the cards, and then we are going to talk about how we think that the class is going to play. Uh, a tiny bit, but it'll be fast.
0: Okay, okay. So really quickly, how do you want to do this? By uh, uh, mana order or from top to bottom in terms of... uh,
1: I don't care, you decide, but we're going to go fast. Okay, we're going to go from the best card
0: first. We're going to go best card to worst card. Okay. So there is two cards here. Oh, we'll start off. Demon Hunter has no S-tier cards in this one um and some classes do have s tier cards in fact spoiler alert not really because we told you this a couple lifeforge podcasts ago uh two of the classes at least has s plus tier cards uh the first of its kind but demon hunters don't have any of that but they do have two a tier cards um a tier cards are cards that i don't think should exist in neutral but in class cards i think they're fine this is the highest of the power level that i find acceptable in uh In in class cards. And Demon Hunters are getting two of these. So it's good that Demon Hunters don't have absurdly powerful S tier cards like Performers um, being uh, created anymore. Or
1: Psycho of Hatred that they're getting back.
0: Yeah. Uh, And and, and Psycho of Hatred never got nerfed, right? No. (laughs) Great. Wonderful. It's like the only card that did not get nerfed from the uh, original. Uh, But okay. So the first one that is tier A is Battle Worn Vanguard. Battleworn Vanguard is a 2-mana
1: 2-2. After your hero attacks, summon 2-1-1 Felwings. That's that's real good. Really good. Uh, You're going to be using your hero power a lot. Um, You could drop this on turn 2. It's a little bit unsafe. But on turn 3, this could be good. This Mm -hmm. could be good later on as well. The Felwings are also demons. There's like some applications for that. Um, Man, you just get so much stats... Uh, On turn really, three, really it's four four is worth of stats
0: plus your hero power yeah. deal one damage, so it's like a super overstated turn three. And then if this doesn't die immediately, every single turn you get two extra one ones when you use your hero power, which you would anyway if at all possible.
1: Yeah, uh, super duper solid. In like it's not a blowout card, right? You're, you're going to see some of these cards, and this isn't a card that blows out, but man, this is going to contribute to so many wins because mm-hmm. uh, it's so good, it's so flexible, it can turn the tides uh, really early on. So this is the kind of, like, card that I I like, you know? It's not, it's not a swingy A card. It's just, like, a nice, consistent A card that is, like, at, at the kind of the the line in which i'm like yeah you know what i don't think this is hurtful for arena this is just like real good
0: yep yep like these are the kind of swings that are okay barely uh next up we have another a tier card flanking maneuver flanking maneuver is a four mana card that says summon a four two demon with rush if it dies this turn
1: if you're summoning it it better freaking die this turn summon another you are only using this if it dies, like pretty much. And I don't understand if it doesn't die. What? There's a one attack thing that you really need to kill. Um, but yeah, it's like a double huffer. It's like a, uh, it's like that mummy card, right? That um, yep. that warriors the, have. The, the warriors have. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's that restless mummy, right? Um, mm-hmm. But like even, well, not always better, but a lot of the times it'll be.
0: But that mummy okay. card is probably like an A plus, honestly. I think that mummy card is better than this card. Uh that mummy card's uh, three mana, deal three damage twice. What? No, it's not three. Ma- what? Oh no, is that four mana? Yeah, it's
1: a four. Wait, oh, well, okay. how good do you think mummy is? What the hell? I thought
0: it was an insanely good card. I mean, okay. it is an insanely good card. So it's, it's, it's not that good. What
1: the heck?
0: I don't know. It's Hearthstone now. It's, it's a, 2022 okay. no, 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 no,
1: no. But that wasn't printed. Like, that was printed, like, oh, years ago. Oh, that's true. That was printed years Jeez. ago. All right,
0: sorry. I just made the 2022 version of it.
1: You'll see. I'm yeah ahead of my time. Adult actually uh, gets all these leaks. So he's just, like, <laughs> leaking uh cards from, like, two expansions out, okay? Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. All right.
0: Well, take this. It's eight damage for four mana. It's good really good uh next up we have a b tier card there's only one b tier card and remember b tier is good i know i don't know like i don't know what people think b is good like in my mind i don't think b is good but i was raised by asian parents uh i think maybe people generally think b is good but for us b is good right in our tier list b is good that's the bulk of the cards if you know in the in the neutrals there was one b plus and one a and one s and everything else was b or below. So, B is good. Dread Prison Glaive. One mana, one three weapon. Honorable kill. And keep in mind, this is Demon Hunter. You can adjust your uh, your attack. So, honorable kill is much easier to get. Honorable kill. Deal damage equal to your hero's attack to the enemy hero.
1: Okay. It's a
0: good weapon, you know?
1: I, I don't know. And, uh,
0: Yeah, like so we'll start with one thing. Weapons are really good for Demon Hunters because their hero power allows them to adjust for damage. One of the problems with weapons in all the other classes is your opponent knows what you can do the next turn after you use it. And that kind of makes it a little easier to play around. With Demon Hunters, there's a variation of at least plus or minus one, which makes it really hard to deal with it. And this weapon, because it lets you have plus or minus one, two, will make setting up honorable kills super easy. And it has its own honorable kill that, like, yeah, it doesn't seem like much. just dealing some extra face damage to the opponents, but you're a demon hunter. You're always pushing random face damage to your opponents. That is a vital part of your entire game plan. And so getting that extra, like, three to five damage onto your opponent's face is so important. Um, And that's actually a large part of the value of this card. Like, if it did not have this honorable kill, this card would not be, like, a a, a B-rated card.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, like, that that damage is good. Face damage has only gotten more and more important. Um, Putting pressure on your opponent, invalidating some cards in their hands, it's very uh, good nowadays. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. So next up, we are at C+.
0: At C+, we have Field of Strength c plus um you know it's still still a very good card uh it is a two mana card field of strife is the first card we're gonna see of these like i don't know like environments or like battlefields or just like an area uh i think it's a very interesting concept like design wise i freaking love this but it, it acts like for the next three turns something happens right at the end of every turn and so here it's your minions have plus one attack so when you play it all your minions have plus one attack and then it will continue to have plus one attack until the end of three turns from now. So it, it, that, that's kind of the effect. It's like a, a, not a permanent effect, but like a three turn effect that just remains the same. So I really love this kind of design decision for Hearthstone, which is kind of a game that doesn't have the uh, Magic the Gathering equivalent of like enchantments, right, or things you can do. This is uh, kind of a way to work around that. Um, and uh, this one is a uh, C+, because, well, um, you're really getting most of your value on the first turn. Your plus one attack with initiative, really good. Surprising your opponents, possibly getting lethal even, super good. The next two turns after that, you just have a little bit of extra stats. Like, it's certainly significantly better than nothing, but it's not, like, super good. Um, so, yeah, C+.
1: This is one of those cards in which um, I, I was initially poo-pooing on all of these. Um, I'll, I'll call them what? Obje- they're objective cards, right? Like People are saying they call them objective cards. Yeah, they call them objective, objective cards. These objective cards, but, mm-hmm. I want to call them like battlefield cards. Yeah, because battlefield what, cards yeah, sounds so much better. Right. But, uh, but I'll call them what they call it, which is objective cards. Because um, it's harder for you to visualize, and it's easier for you to poo poo on it not doing what you want immediately and this one is easier to see it so this one's a bad example but there are some
0: front loaded yeah this one's
1: front front loaded loaded. there are some that are very back not very back loaded but like definitely you don't get the max value in the first turn and my first instinct is to be like oh that sucks but then once again i'm like think about this this rotation a lot i'm like no it's like people probably aren't gonna rush you down like, mm-hmm. you're going to get that value. Um, so it's like, okay, well, how is it going to play out? And the more I thought about these, the more I, I like them. Like, a good amount. And especially you'll see with some of these objective cards. <laughs> some of these are amazing. They're really powerful. Three turns is a long time as well. Um, so I, I think some of you might look at it and be like, because it isn't permanent or somewhat permanent... You know what's also really not permanent creatures, but we think of yeah. them as more permanent, right? They're, uh, they're way less permanent. They're what way less. Survives three turns. Yeah, uh, they're way less permanent than this on average. So yeah, like this is more permanent than something like a raid leader, like yeah. much more permanent. I mean, than that's a raid why
0: raid leader like has a two three body for like right. extra mana, right? Like because it, it, they know it's not as permanent.
1: Thing. Yeah. If you think of it
0: as Raid Leader's effect, it's getting that effect guaranteed for three turns for one less mana, and you lose a 2-3 body. Like, it's way better than Raid Leader. And, of course, we give it a C C+. Raid Leader's not a C, much less a C plus. Like, Raid Leader is, I think, clearly worse than a Yeti.
1: Yeah, so I think this is a card that m- more people will get closer to our rating or our rating will be closer to m- most people's than some other objective ones in which we are our, our score might be probably higher uh, than, than you're what, previewing
0: our ridiculous ones I, I i i know I uh, when i mapped them out i was like oh my god i did the math wrong and then i mapped it out three like two other different ways and i was like nope you know what these these cards are just good
1: yeah so this like hmm. uh, Once again, look, I feel like I have to say this every time because Blizzard can make any statement that we make, even wild, like, uh, statements about the meta be either totally true or totally false. But, like, man, these sorts of uh, objective cards, they're going to be a lot more relevant. Like, if you think that they're not good, I think you're going to be shocked or very surprised yeah. by how impactful they are because of how little you can play around them as in oh it, i'm gonna just try to end the game you know just end the game forehead uh that that's gonna be really hard the game mm-hmm. will go on longer so your grandiose ideas of putting out tempo and it's like what hitting them in the face and not getting punished and or like them not doing anything to clear you that's really tough so yeah. uh th- there's going to be a lot of value to be had with these objective cards yep all right c plus um better than most cards in your deck yeah it uh it's fine it we're not saying yeah. this is amazing it's a, it's yeah, a c plus
0: this is this is yeah, one of the, the lower uh, objective cards um uh, the good ones are real good okay now we have two uh more cards that are in the c category which means they're a little better than a getty um and the first one of these is flag runner Three mana, one, six. Whenever a friendly minion dies, gain plus one attack. Three mana, one, six, not good. Three mana, two, six, really good. So go kill off a minion. You just got to kill off one minion. That's it. Uh, And, you know, recognizing that it is not that easy to kill off a minion on turn three. um, And later on, a three mana, two, six is still not good. Uh, That's why it's not better than a C.
1: Yeah. Um, and, And yes, of course, if you have, like, big boar that you were going to kill off anyways it could be good oh, but once again you know we're, we're getting into kind of conditional things um it's it's fine it's fine where it's at next one is urzul giant
0: 13 mana card 8 8 demon uh summon one cost one less for each friendly minion that died this game it's just a so big demon a C. It's, it's a little better than a Yeti. They price this real well. They price this <laughs> very well. Like,
1: you can get this at a discount. Like, it's not that hard for you to get this at, like, a fairly significant discount. Um, but... Especially if you start off with a Battle Worn Vanguard. Yeah, no, it, right? Like, there. that's already, like, three minions minimum that can uh, potentially die off just with, like, a three mana investment. Um but it's just like you know it's an 8-8 demon it doesn't taunt it doesn't do anything it's just a mm-hmm. big stat stick and we're at the point where even later on if you play like a five mana uh 8-8 ah great well yep. what else is new that's just mm-hmm. what you're expecting nowadays five mana eight-eights are only good on curve
0: yes <laughs> sad statement but it's true yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> Alright, so that's the end of the cards that are better than a Yeti. Now we're at worse than a Yeti. Next one is D+. It is the legendary Karya Felsol. Karia Felsol is a 6-mana six 6-6. Six, six. Battlecry, transform into a 6-6 six, six copy of a demon in your deck. 6-mana six 6-6 six, six with a little bit of upside, depending on what demons are in your deck. D+. D+. Plus. Great. Next up, Warden of the Chains. Warden of Chains is a 4-mana, 2-6 taunt. Battlecry, if you're holding a demon that costs 5 mana or more, gain plus 1, plus 2, which will make it a 3-8 taunt for 4 mana. So,
1: that's really good. But how many demons cost 5 mana or more? Like, basically none. Unless I missed something, and you guys can let me know if I missed something. But there's, like, in the neutrals, there's, like... Not much. So the one the one that would have been really relevant if it was like the current rotation is like Shavara, right? Shavara mm-hmm. is a good one that people have. People like to draft. You know, you want Shavara in your hand. Um, so that's a big one uh, that people like. Uh, but like, there's no demons anymore and what uh, in in this expansion you're not gonna get the urzul, not, the urzul is a, a that's guy. an epic and you don't want to really draft it so it's not like you're gonna draft it uh happily and then you have this pick so it's just like yeah like i I didn't see any demons uh w- whether it was demon hunter specific or in the neutrals that you really want and that you're gonna readily draft so I was like yeah that this is pretty um it's this upcoming meta is much worse for this card than the current meta in which there are some yes. good demons that you will uh, want. Mm-hmm.
0: And finally, the last card we're going to talk about is Sigil Reckoning. This is an F card. Don't draft it. It is 5 mana, fell spell. At the start of your next turn, summon a random demon from your hand. It's trash. Uh, we it's... don't need to explain why. Okay, it's just not an arena card um it's also epic so it's not going to dilute the pool too much for demon hunters um the card that we're not talking about and we will not talk about these cards uh, are this uh hero replacement cards so demon hunter has curtis demon render and all the classes get one uh these are i don't know if they've confirmed that these are banned for arena specifically but all the previous ones were just never released in arena except the very beginning in kft until they banned them so we're just assuming these are also not going to be released
1: Yep, that's basically it. So look, Demon Hunter got some good cards. Um, Nothing that really causes concern, I, I don't think. You know, they, they they play in this way that we're used to. They have good early game tempo. Um, they're able to sort of remove as well. And that's sort of, you know, this is like a pretty tame Demon Hunter expansion. Because yeah. if you look at it, you're like, oh, there's... You know, they didn't release another performers, they didn't release another cycle of hatred kind of card. That's pretty good for demon well, bad for demon hunter, but pretty good <laughs> for arena health when it comes yes. to demon hunters being oppressive. Yes. Um and Cycle of Hatred's coming
0: back, but Performers is leaving, so we're we're, you know, it's Demon Hunters are being demon hunters. And uh I really like uh these these cards. Like Battle Worn Vanguard. It's just a good Demon Hunter card. Like, this is the kind of card I want Demon Hunters to have as their, like, top-of-the-line, like, kind of card. And Flanking Maneuvers, you have 4 mana hard removals now. So, 4 mana deal 4 damage to 2 different targets is, like, fine. Like, that's not even, like, a super terrible for the meta kind of, like, deal. It's just powerful. Um, I don't know how flavorful this is for Demon Hunter, but um, just overall power-wise, like, it's it's a, it's a fine card. Like, it's not ruining anything. So, and, and like... Dread Prison Glaive, I think, is just a very well designed card. I mean they obviously didn't design it for the arena, because they don't design anything from Arena, but I think in Arena, this is such an interesting and good card, because it really sets you up for your aggressive game while letting you play around with so many different things. Like in honorable kill meta, this is this is so so interesting. Like
1: I'm very much looking forward to playing with Dread Prison Glaive. I think it'll just be fun. Yep. I think it's gonna be fine. Um the biggest boogeyman is still going to be cycle of hatred uh (laughs) now we are not in a meta that is going to have scorpid in it and scorpid really enabled uh cycle of hatred because they could discover it and demon hunters didn't have that many cards so really your chance of discovering any specific spell was much higher and Um, the
0: panda is also not in because stormwood is not
1: in. yeah the panda is not in so it won't be as bad potentially, uh, but cycle of hatred is going to be draftable, and sometimes through other means of generation. For example, mage scribe is back in, and every class. I don't know how going- quick chat, is. <laughs> oh, yeah. like,
0: like right before you get to mage scribe, everyone's thinking it as someone is just has like mage scribe.
1: I, I mean, of course. Well, mage scribe <laughs> is like the main way to generate now, right? Because you can generate two spells everyone is going to pick it uh mage scribe is every class is sort of like big drop of choice right because it costs six mana but you're not gonna you, you don't drop it on six too often you drop it later on so you can play a spell and then it gives you the the stuff uh and then of course it's random so you don't know what they got it's not like they picked it uh and then it just makes it more painful when it does hit but uh yeah we're not looking at, at like a terrible um in terms of health expansion for demon hunter we'll see it it just it really matters like what they do with cycle of hatred i think that will determine how painful it is to play against demon hunter otherwise they're just going to be the nice tempo oriented mm-hmm. uh class a nice demon hunter for a change
0: all right uh that's it for us, I want to give a shout-out to uh, Brand New and 4P. I don't know what 4P's doing, if she normally starves with you or this, but I know Brand New wants food, and uh, we're not going to eat food until we're done with this. Which Wait, is why can't for she many, just order hours. delivery and then eat it? Oh, no, we're, we're uh, what do you call those? Uh, the, the unhealthy relationship where you have to do codependent. And so we have to eat dinner together. And so we're going to grab some McDonald's, uh, hopefully before midnight, which is like in five and a half hours from now. So this guys can't last for five and a half In
1: the house that she can eat? Oh, yeah, sure. But, you know, snacking is different than a meal.
0: Anyway, shout out to our significant others for putting up with this. And, uh, yeah, um, we'll see you in the next episode, which is about... What is it about? Hunter? hunter.
1: Druid. druid. Druid.
0: Not hunter. God, I should know the order of things by now. <laughs> it should be. It should be druid. Uh, but yeah, uh, if you guys want this in physical form, uh, there's a spreadsheet somewhere around, like a Google Sheets. Uh, we'll keep that updated as it goes. Um, so yeah, see you guys uh, in druid. Bye. Welcome back to the fractured and alteric card review stream podcast
1: etc this is adwick this is murps and this is druid okay let's talk about druid so we're going from like the the scores of things the right?
0: top score card There's this is an a just like demon hunter this is an a no s tier cards here it is claw fury adept this is the only A okay, there's another A, it's a legendary, we'll talk about it next. But Claw Fairy Adept is so A tier, so very good card, but still within the realms of acceptable, you know, balance-wise for uh for arena. It's a two-mana two-three beast. Looks like a cat? I don't know. Bear? Bear. Like a bear cat. Two mana two three beast. Battlecry. Give all other friendly
1: characters plus one attack this turn. So that includes your face. At minimum, you get a plus one attack. For, you know you as the druid your face uh and with the potential for more so this is just really good you, you know you get the croc vanilla stats you get the beast tag which you know you might be able to do something with um and then you also just get this huge bonus for doing literally nothing like you just get it that's when you're freaking it's very good it. it's very good very very good
0: But this is like how busted S-tier cards are, that we look at this card and we're like, it's an A. It's an A. It is not an S-tier. Yeah. This is okay in this meta. (laughs) Like, this is not ruining the meta. This is just a really powerful card. Yep. Alright, alright. Okay, so the legendary card for Druid is really good. It's an A. It is a Wing Commander or a Mulverick. It's a 4-mana 2-5 rush, which is not that good, but it says your minions have honorable kills. Summon a 2-2 two, two wavering with rush. Now, the wavers that you summon are also minions, so they would also have honorable kills. Summon a 2-2 two, two wavering with rush, etc, etc, etc.
1: So, it chains quite nicely to be A tier, but you gotta get the chain started. You gotta get the chain started. You don't even need to chain that much for it to be nice, but you know you, you do want to chain like a couple at least. Uh, But yeah, like really nice, especially because the stuff that you summon also has Rush. So lots of initiative, Mm -hmm. lots of value, all in one card.
0: All right, now let's move on to the B-tier cards in Druid. Druid's kind of boring, this expansion, not going to lie. So we're going through these a little fast. But the first B-tier card is Frostwolf Kennels. We talked about these objective cards, environment cards, whatever you want to call them location cards and this is the Druid one Frostwolf kennels is three mana at the end of your turn summon a 2-2 wolf with stealth
1: last three turns cool um the stealth is nice because they can't trade into it with a 2-2 wolf you really are worried about stuff trading into it to value trade like corporals corporals uh but they just get dominated so much by other stuff uh so having stealth really important And then, um, yeah, you're anti-tempoing at the start, but then you you do get it back. Like, you get it back very, very well. So, it ends up being a nice card.
0: Yeah, it's B. B is a good card. Um, Outside of three cards in neutral, the rest of the cards released in this set in neutral, the highest ones were B. So, this is where it is. Um, You do end up with 6-6 worth of stats, but they trickle in really slowly, which means they get initiative really slowly. And that is a problem. Like, you are going to lose the board. And you are set up to get it back, but not, like, that well set up. Like, imagine having, um, like, think of these uh, cards as, especially the minion-generating ones. Think of them as uh, the ones that are, like, oh, God, why am I blanking on this? Um, the ones that aren't part of the board. Like, you just get a round thing. What are those cards called? What? Like, they're hidden on the board when you play and then they pop out after two turns god i'm missing dormant yeah dormant there oh we go. my god
1: what is uh, wrong with you
0: a, it's been a really rough couple weeks at work oh my um, god I've, I've literally not stopped like working since like early saturday morning okay All um right. between work and doing her work, of course uh so, uh, at the end of your turn, summon a 2 2 Wolf with Stealth. It, it kind of, the next two, think of it as Dormant 1 and Dormant 2. And if you know something about Dormant, you know that Dormant, you get more stats. You actually get the stats as if you paid the higher mana cost. So, like a Dormant 2 drop would be a th- uh, for one turn would be a 3 drop, right? Uh, a Dormant 2 drop that for two turns would be a 4 drop. You would get a Yeti when it pops out. So, when that last 2 2 pops out, it's really just compensating for how slow it is. And when the first two two pops out, like t- three mana for two two twos is normal. three mana for two two twos with stealth is really good, right but one of them is dormanted. so that's kind of there and your last one is kind of a bonus, but not like really. So when you math it all out, like this is not really a three mana six six. no. Y- y- you're paying for it with the dormancy. It's still a really good card. That's why it's a B. But it's not like a busted card. Like you can't think of it as a three mana six six.
1: Yep. Um, so yeah, I think this card is interesting because some people uh, I receive in chat are like, "Why is this only a B? And then some people are like, "How is this card any good at all?" Um, and-, and I think it just comes from how people value kind of well. First of all, how people see the meta, right? Because if mm-hmm. you think this is slow, remember, um, I I, I- don't think the meta is going to be as fast as you possibly think it might be although like i have no idea what's going on in your heads all right especially you guys in twitch chat because you guys are a weird bunch of individuals um almost like there's hundreds of voices in your heads yeah uh but yeah like this one it's just like if you think it's good it's probably not as good as you think it is and if you think it's bad um i the meta isn't going to be as fast as you think it is it's definitely not bad we rated it a B for a reason.
0: Like, yeah. it's, it's going to be a good card. It's not going to be a busted card or anywhere near it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, next is Dire Frostwolf. Same same score. Uh, also a B, so a good card. Four mana, four, four, stealth. So already okay. Death Rattle, summon a two, two wolf with stealth. Just bonus. Bonus two, two wolf with stealth.
1: Pretty good. Like, all right, four mana, mm. four, four is not good. That's a D. Mm-hmm. But, uh, the fact that this with, with has stealth, stealth, it's already yeah. a C. Stealth, and then the other two two has stealth. It's good. So it's it's very solid. This is the kind of arena card that I really like. You know, there's no variance mm-hmm. in it. It's just like good. It's got that like twenty twenty one power level. Yep, I I like it, man. All right, next up we have a C plus card. C plus
0: is capture the cold tooth mine. Uh, this is, uh, C+, and it is an epic card, it is two mana, choose one, draw your lowest cost card, or draw your highest cost card. You don't want to draw your lowest cost card, unless you know exactly what it is, and you need it to solve a problem on this turn that you can't solve any other way. You want to draw your highest card. And then you want to play it, because it's really big.
1: Yeah, I think a card like this, people might just be like, wait, you're paying a lot just to draw your highest card. Do you guys know how good highest cards are now? (laughs) Um, And the thing is like the only problem with big cards, and it's a big problem though. You can't play them early. So you can't have them in your hand early because you could die. But as you get into the mid game and late game, you really want whatever the card is. It could be just a proto Drake. You would really want that. It could be something like survival of the fittest. so when you are drawing that big card right now it is so good like you will happily pay this in order to be able to draw that giant card so yeah i i think this is one that people can also look at easily and be like whoa wait wait, you're like overpaying to basically draw and play the big card it's like yeah at that point of the game i will happily overpay yes yep
0: uh, it's a C plus. It's significantly better than a Yeti. Like this is almost a B level. Yep. This is a very good card.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: don't do not sleep on this card. Yep. Um, okay. So the next two are C levels, So they're a little bit better than a Yeti. Um, and they are first one is Heart of the Wild. Three mana. Give them in plus two plus two. Then give your beasts plus one plus one. Like all your beasts. It's a weird card, but it's fine. Like I don't know, buffs are good in druid. It's not a great buff. It has a weird beast
1: synergy, but it works. It's fine. Like it, it is what it is. Th- there are beasts, and remember, like glutton is gone. So you know, you 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 can you know, like <laughs> the beast can come out of hiding now. <laughs> uh, but yeah, this is. I mean, it's it's not great
0: um okay and next is pathmaker pathmaker is a three mana three four battle cry cast the other choice from the last choose one spell you've cast so, keep in mind, a 3 mana of 3-4 with no with no text is a Yeti. We, we rated the exact same. Actually, that's not true. We rated a tiny, tiny bit below a Yeti. But, but it's it like just matter. enough to cross It's basically the line. A Yeti. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah enough so it just to cross makes it, instead of between D plus and C, it makes it into a D plus. This is a C, so it's above a Yeti. So, this is doing something, but the battle cry is not doing that much. Why? Because, one, it only applies to choose one spells. Not all choose ones, just choose one spells. Two, that means you have to... Have a choose one spell on your deck, have drawn it, have played it. Not, not as easy of a thing to do as you may think. Three, if there is some kind of like, target for this spell, you don't get to target it. It becomes random and it becomes actually really bad. And four, you didn't pick it in the first time, probably because it's the worst one. And some of the choose one spells have a much worse one option than the other one. So there's so many things added onto it to make this ability really not that good. It's just on a 3-4 body, so it's still fine. But it's just—it's nothing to be like... It's nothing to write home about.
1: Yep. Okay. I got nothing more to cool. say. That was it. Yeah. That was
0: good. Okay. Pride Seeker, we are now at D+. We are now below a Yeti. Pride Seeker is a 3-mana 2-4. I'm going to hammer this home into you guys. 3-mana three 2 three, two fours. Sorry, 3-mana 2-4s and 3-mana three 3-3s three, are bad. So this one's a 3-mana 2-4. Battlecry, your next choose one card costs two less. You may think, oh, hey, it's a 1-mana 2-4. That's good. No, it's still a 3-mana 2-4. You don't know when you're going to get your Choose 1 card. You don't know when you're going to want to play it. And, uh, yeah.
1: I got nothing more to say.
0: All right. Uh, But, again, D+. It's only slightly worse than a Yeti. Like, you will eventually play a Choose 1 card. And you will get that savings back. Uh, You may even be able to ramp your Choose 1 card. Uh, okay, finally, uh, the last card in Druid is Frost Saber Matriarch. This one's D. This one's actually bad. It's not just worse than a Yeti. It's, like, bad. It is a, se- a 7 mana, 4 or 5 beast with Taunt. And it costs 1 less for each beast you summon this game. Y- you're not going to summon that many beasts. Like, especially not in any reasonable time frame. So even if this eventually comes out to be three mana or two mana, it's it's far too late in the game. Yep.
1: All right, that's it. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. That's druid. So what do you think about druid? It's fine. It got like some decent cards. Uh, once again, if you like look at all this stuff, right? I'm I'm going to I'm I'm gonna stress this over and over again um there's not like tempo pushers here there's stuff that's good for their cost, like dire frost wolf uh but nothing that really pushes tempo like th- this is why uh yeah <laughs> yeah like it's the best druid card it's like the best demon hunter card they're tempo cards you can't say there's nothing that pushes no, no, no. The tempo. But, but like so so there's stuff that capitalizes on you having it but like i i don't see sort of like you know uh, a, a card like gib, unnerfed gibberling, right into like all of this this stuff. Um, I look at this stuff. I'm like, yeah, you know, they want you to play normally, and then if you have a board, or even if you don't have a board, the adept is great. I mean, it's just a great card no matter what. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like frostwolf kennels, right? They want you to play this sort of thing. It's like, oh yeah, I'm just a little bit slower, but I get to make my choices. I get to do this. I get to do that. That's why I say the meta is going to be what it is um you know i have looked at all of this stuff and i'm just like okay between the types of cars that you're going to get which are really the tools like it's hard for you now to fight against the tools that you have so yeah it's like teacher's pet is coming back uh twilight runner is coming back survival of the fittest is, is coming back these cars are like coming in i'm like i think you know druids uh we have seen metas in which they you know completely spam and then capitalize with arbor up I just don't see that being anywhere close to to that sort of playstyle.
0: Sounds good. I have no thoughts on this. I think Druid is going to be incredibly boring in this upcoming meta. Well, no matter how good it is. Um, yeah, like you said before, like Big Druid is going to be a potentially a thing. Like, that's... I don't know. I don't have fun with Big Druid. Anyway... Uh, that's it for our druid talk we're going to be under time for the first time in all of these uh, episodes that we've been doing if you guys don't know we've been doing over and under on 40 minutes for the big ones and 20 minutes for the small ones and this one's going to come out to be under 20 minutes that's how boring druid is um okay Uh, you want to give a shout out before we end this
1: uh yes thank you to those watching on youtube remember if you like this like comment and subscribe for more potential YouTube content. I don't know how much, we, we've been slacking a little bit, but maybe more in the future. That that's will be more in the future. All I will We're going to start playing arena again and start doing arena coops again. huh. Yeah. Oh yeah, I forgot about those. But yes, so thank you to those future YouTube viewers. Hello from the past. Uh, okay, that's, that's it. That's it. See you guys in Hunter.
0: That's going to be an exciting one. Bye. Don't leave now. Welcome back. We are now doing Hunter in Fractured
1: in Alteric Valley. Carver, hello. I am Merps. Uh, we're going to oh, be talking yeah. about Hunter, uh, a class that eons ago I loved because of its aggressive nature, and ever since buckets have gone away, it has never been able to re- replicate that. It's uh, back due to the entire expansion. No, pretty much just one card. It is the it's best, act. best card in Hunter, and you can argue that it is the best ever. card, kind of ever. ever. Yeah, ever. ever printed in Hearthstone. You can argue that, yeah, like, and especially for more commonly seen cards. So if you're arguing yes, like it's, it's a common card, right? So if you're saying like, oh, that's Lord Godfrey, I'd be like, oh, okay, yeah, I can see that. But yeah, you know, that was at least still a legendary. This is <laughs> This is a common card uh, and it's cards. so dumb. And I love it. So dumb. It's so I will feel so dirty drafting this, but I you can believe I will be doing Okay, this this won't be like Ramming Mount where I retired 14 Hunter decks in a row and I don't get <laughs> <laughs> not bitter about those drafts, okay? <laughs> not bitter. Alright, let's let, let's bring it up. Let's talk about it. This is a S plus tier card, one of the best cards to ever be printed.
0: This is the first S plus tier card we we have given the S Plus designation to yes. um since we started the system, which was in the beginning of the year. So Um, so that means no cards in Barons, United in Stormwind, Mines, and no cards that we remember from before that either, like you know, maybe legendaries, but like no card got an S Plus. Yeah, Sarah's an S. Um, people are you know, asking we talked
1: about, how many points this would have gotten under the algorithm. I don't know, four, or 500? <laughs> I, I, I have okay. no idea.
0: Actually, maybe. I was like, not 400. Ah, I was like, actually. I maybe don't know. 400. Maybe 500. Okay. So uh, I want to clarify this, uh, which is, uh, for, okay, you know what? For the people who are listening to the podcast that actually don't know what the hell we're talking about, um, we're talking about Bloodseeker, which is a two mana, two, two weapon for Hunter. And it has a text that says honorable kill gain plus one plus one. That means every time you honorable kill you get another charge and it goes up. Um, We'll unpack that in a bit. But I I want to talk about the scale for a second uh, first which is what S plus actually means and why we've never gone there. So S plus is actually a part of the scale. It's not something we made up for this card. It was always a part of the scale. I think if you go back to our first video that we started this system, we said, oh, no card will ever be S plus. Cause it was just so out there uh, of, a, of a concept. And uh, when we first started the scale, I think this was also like, yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, we're, we're, we're here now. But this is actually an S plus card. This is not like, a S plus S++ card and we just didn't have another letter after S so yes this card is insane yes it is the best card ever printed probably uh, or it's you know tied for some random legendaries that we can't think of right now but it is S plus it is not like XS tier and we're just calling it S plus because we didn't make a new tier so there, there's a system here anyway about the card and why it's ridiculous besides just us telling you it's ridiculous just everybody else telling you it's ridiculous and you could probably see that it's ridiculous this card deals two damage then it deals three damage or maybe two damage again then it deals four damage or maybe three damage then it deals five damage or maybe four damage and then it deals etc 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 you are a hunter using girl life is totally fine and eventually by the time you get to like four or five you can start throwing the remaining charges to the face and get a pyro blast to the face this is all in one two mana card by the way that is more than on curve even like in the first two
1: turns okay uh i see people in chat right now and i have seen other people use the comparison to gore How. i'm just gonna say <laughs> never compare those two cards that is offensive to Bloodletter to be compared to <laughs> Gorehout. Like, this is so much better. I understand what you guys are trying to do, but it's so far apart, actually. Um, because the ability to play on turn two versus turn seven is astronomically huge. The value that you get for, from Gorehow is... So it's immediate and descending. Here it is immediate and it's ascending as well. Do you know how how different it is when the game is on turn two and you go up in mana? You are ascending in power, so this weapon scales with it. As the game is at that point of Gorehouse, so first of all, it has to get to that point, and then you play, and then it descends as the game keeps on going. And you know the mana doesn't necessarily go up, but you know the the game is getting more and more, or, or at least it stays at, at a relative power level. So. The dynamics are completely different here. Um, I understand how, like, you're like, oh, it's like a reverse Gorehow. If you really think about it, it's just like, god, this puts Gorehow to shame. Because it really does. It just puts Gorehow to shame in terms of, if you get it out this early, it shouldn't be that much better than Gorehow in terms of, like, Gorehow goes down after you, you are using it. And its starting power level is about what you expect at that turn, right? If not, like, you know, just... It 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 really is what you expect. Here it is what you are expecting on this turn, and then it scales up, potential potentially infinitely so. Um, it's so stupid. Like th- this card mm. is so stupid in terms of value. And I- I'm gonna say this. Um, Blizzard never creates cards for arena or with arena in mind they create cards from our understanding they create cards with constructed in mind and then they adjust it to fit or not fit arena based on the uh, you know banning cards adjusting it oh, so yeah. for those of you out there who are like oh what are they doing it's it's not the way that that they do things and if you disagree with it that's fine i'm just gonna this tell you is probably
0: not insanely good and constructed
1: I'm gonna guess that it isn't, um, because also people can just tech in weapon removal. I don't, I don't know mm-hmm. how, but like, um, this card is okay. If you guys remember, before Ramming Mount came out, and then we put it as like a a hashtag blame adulta, because I was like, no, this is an S, this is an S, and then at the very least, I was like, all right, fine, I'm just gonna make it known that it's an S. But what is really problematic with the card? Regardless of whether you put it as S or A, is it ends games way too early with really limited counterplay from the opponent? This is the same exact thing. Uh, whether it's ending effectively ending the game on turn uh, three uh, with uh, ramming uh, mount or or this weapon, I, I hate I these mechanics. P-
0: correct the record and say that I said it was an A plus.
1: Oh, sorry, sorry, mm-hmm. and I was like, uh, yes, no, this is yes. Is it S. Yes. Oh, sorry. But A it is not plus. an S plus. Uh, yeah, no, Ramming Mount still has its weaknesses for an S. This is an S+, so easily. Like, if there was an S-plus card, it is this one. Um, I'm afraid. Uh, As much as I love Hunters, I am afraid, because Blizzard doesn't really ban class cards. They don't like doing it. Its impact isn't as high. Even if people loved picking Hunters, sometimes they can't pick Hunters. So, you know, like, Hunters, they're not going to be... It's not like constructed, where potentially you you might actually see like seventy percent of your matchups just being this one class. I don't know if constructed was ever like that. Okay. Um, I'm I'm gonna read Twitch chat. Smellyhead says they banned Mount. Yeah, they banned Mount now. And Mount is S. This is S plus. Here's the the issue, though. It took them a while to ban Mount. Yeah, it did. It took them a while to ban Mount. So. Do I think that it is probable that they ban it? I actually do. I I, I actually think that it is probable that they ban it. um, Because I think it'll be too toxic. So, once again, toxicity level doesn't exactly correlate with the strength of the card. As in, a card could be very strong, but not very toxic, in my opinion. Um, A card could be very, very toxic for Arena, but not that strong. Mind Control tech being a perfect example. Mm -hmm. Um, Even like Fledgling yeah fledgling the average power level fledgling wasn't that strong i I think a lot of people because this is that was one of the original kind of like controversies or whatever people looked at our ranking and was like wait fledgling it's like oh you guys got fledgling all wrong we've always thought that it wasn't that good on average but we do recognize that sometimes it blows out the game uh and that's problematic like i i was fine with it being removed i'm like yeah i mean if you're gonna remove something like people keep
0: saying things like ticket scalper like we got that wrong but like we our our point of banning that was that we thought that that was gonna be fledgling levels of toxic not that it was like the best neutral card they ever printed or anything like that and it just turned out i mean we were wrong it turned out not to be that toxic at all um
1: but it was never like a pure power level thing so i do think this will get banned eventually but I don't love the fact that you're facing a hunter and every single kind of like game early on, you're, you're just thinking like, shit, well, I got two health left on this thing. Uh, or even if it like, okay, even if they just use it on the first charge and it doesn't get the honorable kill, they still have another charge to try to get the honorable kill. Uh, and then it's just, ugh, man, it just, it, it really sucks. Um, I got nothing more to say about it. Like, this is not a card that I think belongs in Arena this, at yeah, all. Yeah, this is not an okay card. This is not okay. This is, like, so not okay. And and this is where I think it really challenges
0: your assumptions of the meta. Which is that you assume that the meta is going to be dominated by Skullamance Academy because that's where all the good cards are. And that's just true um, in in this upcoming rotation. But if the only good classes are all aggro classes and the drivers of the really good cards because we look at the best card in druid and it's an aggro card we look at the best card in demon hunter and it's an aggro card we look at the best card in hunter and it's an aggro card
1: well here's the difference where
0: everybody has a lot of the
1: tools to play no uh, here's the difference the druid one that is after you establish and then you can capitalize on it this helps you Mm -hmm. establish establishers right. are much more valuable than stuff that capitalizes because like i don't see much establishers right well
0: it's still it still helps you establish it's still a two three that paint. Right? sure like, yeah yeah that's real good yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it does both sides um it does but both obviously, sides Yeah, but it does it, it more like it's, yeah it, it's, it's, it's more
1: right more than, and yeah. this can just by itself keep I mean, on eliminating yeah, I mean, this stuff is, this is an
0: yeah. s plus tier card. you're comparing an a tier card to an s plus well, yeah card, yeah
1: right yeah um but that's so, why i'm saying like i don't think druid is going to be a str- for hunter i i do agree and it's crazy to say one card can make a class just like aggro it, it could happen here it actually could happen
0: yep yeah. so you know um uh the, the the meta for those who are holding out hope for an aggro meta it's not impossible and your brightest hope would be this one hunter card driving the entire meta which is to say that you'll hate the meta even if you like aggro because if this card is dominating the meta and it will unless they preemptively remove it or tune down the offering rates a lot because it's a common card um it, you're still not gonna have fun like if you're an aggro deck and your opponent has a blood seeker you're not having fun you're dead um if you're an aggro player and you have a Bloodseeker, i don't know how you're having fun your opponent's dead like you, you you exhibited no skill did nothing right like you just had a blood seeker so i don't know uh this this card is going to get banned i think i'm um, with murphs on this one and that blizzard will see how terrible it is for the meta and it will get banned but if it's not banned on day one hunters are probably going to be really powerful um even though and you'll see what the rest of, the rest of their cards are not that great in this expansion and i'm pretty sure the rest of the the cars that are coming back are not that great right like skullamance has that one nice dragon i think that discovers uh for for
1: hunter or
0: no no that's the scent of dragons um yeah n- i n- don't n- know what what,
1: what does hu- skullamance have for for hunters so that's the thing that uh like no no, no hunters got like crushing walls they have true and crescent and everything but like they they don't have that many tools like right
0: Yeah, like it feels like it's gonna be a weak hunter overall, but with Bloodseeker, so it just depends on how many Bloodseekers you get in your freaking. And
1: Bloodseeker can solo. Bloodseeker can absolutely solo someone. Just Um, put some
0: Crocs around and Bloodseeker your way to victory.
1: I would say if you have a mediocre deck and Bloodseeker, I, it's crazy for me to say this. If you have like a two drop, mulligan it away and like just look for Mm -hmm. Bloodseeker. Like it's to the point where it's like, oh, I have like a two drop. Maybe I should keep. No, no, no. Get the Bloodseeker. Like just go go get the bloodseeker um cuz that's going to be better than like you keeping a, a croc plus or a raptor plus in your hand that's not how you are going to really win um go find that blood uh bloodseeker
0: okay well we have to talk about the other hunter cards um but you know we'll, we'll the next highest one is a b plus which is a great card uh that's where um, what, what do we call this? I, I, I just I suck with names right now. Too many names. Rehearsal cards. Knight Captain, especially in this set, they're all like various titles. Uh, Knight Captain uh, is a B plus. This next card is a B plus. It is a Mountain Bear. Uh, it is a common seven mana five six taunt Death Rattle. Summon two two four Cubs with taunt. It is a lot of taunt, which is probably useful because by turn seven, your uh, your your weapon that we just talked about bloodseeker i kept wanting to call it heat seeker but i knew that was wrong uh your bloodseeker would have made you have pretty low health so it'd be really nice to super 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 taunt up um so yeah it's a lot of stats
1: a lot of taunts yeah it's good um mm-hmm. it's just not like it's like it's really good it's really it's just... good it's just a little bit fair <laughs> Yeah, it's just a it's little bit stats in a bag, of, a bag yeah. of taunts. But, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. It's it's very good. So, I, I mean, guys, B-plus is like quite good. Um, yeah. I just looked at this, and I was just like, oh, like why isn't it broken? I was like, it's like broken. <laughs> it's like, well, do something. No, nothing why else in broken? Hunter is
0: broken. There's just Bloodseeker. It's yeah. skewed the entire way you think about what a Hunter card should be. No, none of the other Hunter cards are like that. The other yeah. Hunter cards
1: are like some of the weaker cards <laughs> in the set no i Uh, look this is this is good b plus is really good i'm just like like why why aren't you doing even more than this
0: (laughs) all right so next we got two c plus cards one legendary one not the non-legendary is Stormpike battle ram Stormpike battle ram is a four mana four three rush death rattle your next beast costs two less beasts are everywhere um but 4-mana, uh, four 4-3 four, Rush is not that great. So if you think about it, would you rather save 2-mana or would you rather get another Fishy Flyer in your hand? You'd rather get another Fishy Flyer in your hand, and you're not even saving 2-mana. You're saving 2-mana on your next Beast, whatever that is. So it's a C plus. It's still good. It's still fine. You will play Beasts. Like, you, mm-hmm. you just will. Okay. Uh, Wing Commander Itchman ich- uh, is the next... Card. uh It's also a C plus. Uh, it's a legendary. Nine mana, five four. Battle cry: Summon a beast from your deck and give it a rush. If it kills a minion this turn, repeat. It's just a huge bag of RNG. You're gonna yeah. have enough beasts in your deck. You're not really gonna run out, but are they gonna all kill stuff? And at some point, if they're like all killing stuff, they're not even gonna rush
1: anymore because you would have killed all the stuff. Or at some point, it's gonna stop. And it's just it's it's just unclear, right? Yeah, you're gonna have really big beasts. You're gonna have small stuff. Ah, uh, it it's it. Yeah, it's okay. It's all right. Yeah, C like plus. think of it as a board
0: clear. Like you really, you should not be summoning this if there's any chance that the beast that you summon is not going to kill something. Like you need high chances of your beast being summoned to kill stuff. Because it's not mana, right? You got to get your manas worth. Yep. All
1: right. What's um, next?
0: next up is c ram tamer this is a c tier a little better than a yeti three mana four three battle cry if you control a secret game plus one plus one and stealth um later on in the game if you have a secret you should probably not have a secret there's not that many good secrets in hunter um you get a little bit of a bonus uh you'll never be able to trigger it on curve almost because your secret can't you play your secret on two then it has to not trigger for this to work and it's a hunter secret it'll probably trigger you know there's very few hunter secrets that don't trigger immediately yep uh okay um so yeah um now we're getting into bad cards and there's quite a few of these the next one is worse than a yeti still fine d plus but worse than a yeti and it is spring the trap spring the trap says deal three damage to a minion and cast a secret from your deck honorable kill cast two if you could cast secrets from your deck, that's fine. Three damage, then a secret. It's like okay. That's but okay. you need a secret in your deck. That's kind of problematic. If you could actually cast two secrets, that's actually really good. Um, but but you need two secrets in your deck, and, and that's
1: bad. And they can't even be the same secret. So you. Can't and you also have to kind caps. of want the secrets to be out. Yeah. Like because yeah, sometimes. Yeah, sometimes like. Uh, I'm not saying you like don't want the secret to be out but like the having two secrets out is effectively the same as one because like one of them won't do anything so mm-hmm. uh yeah so yeah um, i think it's quite telling of
0: how powerful this card is that it gets a d plus instead of like an f or an f plus like this is I, I can imagine it's insanely good and constructed um okay next up we have revive pet this one's a d which means it's bad It's 3 mana. Discover a friendly beast that died this game. Summon it. Yep. I
1: mean, you're not going to set up whatever you think you're going to set up. Or even if you do miraculously set it up, you have spent a lot of time setting that up. Mm -hmm.
0: Uh, Finally, we have a F plus card. This card is barely better than useless. It is Ice Trap with the whole secret suck theme. Two mana frost spell, secret. When your opponent casts a spell, return it to their hand instead. It costs one more, so it's like a counter spell, except your opponent can play the spell again, <laughs> which defeats the point of the counter spell. In arena, uh, the whole point of spells is that it's a scarce resource. It's not just that, like, oh, I'm gonna get some tempo out of this. It's like the spell solve problems. Bouncing it back to their hand is no good, like. They have to really play into this with a big spell for them not to be able to just play it again on the same turn and accomplish the same goals. So it's like a really, really delayed tempo game. It doesn't actually counter the spell. Yep. Um, And finally, we have the last Hunter card, which is the objective card or the environment card, whatever you want to call it. It is Dunbalder Bunker. At the end of your turn, draw a secret and set its cost to one last three turns. Yikes. I do not understand this card, but I'm guessing Secret Hunters are going to be insane, and this is a supporting card for it. Even if you had the secrets, this is two mana to draw three cards very slowly and gain three mana.
1: That's if you have three secrets. You won't that is if you have, have three secrets. Three secrets. Yes, um, you will
0: almost definitely not have three secrets, but like, it's not even good even if you have three secrets.
1: Yeah, it's very
0: questionable. Very, very like, questionable. Like, it's fine if you have three secrets, but it's, like, pretty fair for the current power levels. And in Arena, you're not going to have three secrets most likely. So, it's just bad. This is an F-tier card. Avoid it. If you happen to have, like, five secrets in your deck, like, okay, maybe consider taking this. But, like, I would still rather have a Yeti. Yep. Okay.
1: All right.
0: That's Hunter. I think we've talked about Hunter and what it's going to do in the arena, which is basically that Hunters are going to revolve around this one card. This card is straight up busted. Take it, mulligan for it, play it. The rest of your Hunter package should surround this card, which means that they should be very aggro, even if it's bad, right? We talked a lot about how most aggro cards are really bad, especially in the neutral set um, in, in the coming rotation. That's completely true still. But for Hunter bad aggressive cards are probably okay if you have a deck with two or three bloodseekers and like a crushing walls to anchor it at the end or something
1: yep okay well that's that's it for hunters um i look forward to them hopefully banning bloodseeker at some point soon uh because if they don't do it this will this will be so much worse than ramming mount Um, this is going to be significantly worse than ramming mount and it took them a while to act on that um and i hope it doesn't take them nearly as long because uh there's no way people can find this fun like there just can't be um it can't be fun to play against this thing
0: all right until next time this is i guess we'll give a shout out first uh let's give a shout out to twitch chat and all you people in twitch chat who are helping us i see uh, shady was here before coast is here right now Taro's here also all of our regular viewers some new viewers um i don't know why new viewers would be watching this but uh yeah, it's always fun to stream to like a couple hundred people um like watching us just talk that's always exciting um and uh thank you guys for for hanging out and literally just listening to us talk for hours on end on this uh on this uh, upcoming set All um, right, if you guys haven't done one of these live because you listen to it on the podcast or whatever uh give it a shot like set your like figure out when we're doing the next one of these for the next set and uh, join it. It's uh, quite a party. It's very fun. And as you saw from before, Twitch chat sometimes catches our mistakes, and we change the scores like live. Um, so yeah, uh, thank you guys, uh, everyone in Twitch chat, for uh, for being a part of this.
1: Um, All right. Thanks. Until next time. This is Adwita. This is Merp. See ya. Welcome back to the Fractured and Alteric card review. This is Adwita. This is Murps. Uh, Let's talk about Mage. Alright, Mage, everyone's favorite. If you listen to the first part, uh, you might remember that Mages got probably, you know, one of the best packages back. Um, A lot of that has to do with Skullamance Academy. Remember, Mages uh, were one of the biggest uh, beneficiaries of the Skullman's set and meta because they had stuff like Wand Thief and Firebrand to go along with um, you know, the Onyx Mage Scribes and all the small spells that they have to proc the Mage Scribe into more spells. And of course, you know, they have Flame Ward and Puzzle Box, just these ways to push you away you know, if you're trying to tempo them and then ways to capitalize in the late game by just like blowing you out with like a Puzzle Box. So let's see what they got in this uh, expansion
0: in this expansion they got really good cards um we're we're coming off of a hunter review so they don't have anything quite like uh the the bloodseeker but overall there are so many b cards in here and that's what you want to see you want to see a lot of b cards that's a that's a good like thing to see when uh, when you're dealing with a class's overall power level um, but there is one card that is rated at A plus, which is going to kick things off here, and that A plus card is Pyros, the ice version.
1: It's better uh, this than Pyros. It's
0: better than Pyros. So now people keep asking, "What would Pyros be in your tier list now?" Blah blah. blah. Well, Pyros will be an A. This is an A plus because it's a better Pyros. So now you all know that the best card ever back in the day would only be an A now, and that was a legendary. Now we got like S pluses running around, that's like almost literally, I think it literally is double the value of of an A card.
1: Well yeah, I mean, you look at Bloodseeker and then you look at some crap like Pyros and you're just like, ugh, that's that's gross.
0: Okay, anyway, this is the best mage card in the set, it's called Build a Snowman, it is a frost spell, 3 mana frost spell. Remember some of those uh, frost spell neutral minions also, Um, keep that in mind. Uh, that are coming into this set so this frost spell is build a snowman summon a three three snowman that freezes add build a snow brute to your hand build a snow brute is six mana summon a six six snow brute that freezes and then add a i don't know snow ogre snowger to your hand and snowger is a nine mana nine nine that freezes Um, and that's the end of that chain so that's why we talk about pyros because it's it's kind of pyros like um, except it's not death rattle it's uh you know on uh, on battle cry and it freezes which makes it a lot better uh, but yeah but it's an a plus it's a very 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 good card you, you you should not have better cards than this I think this card only exists because it is mage and mage minions are allowed to be like better independently because they don't like do as much as other classes can do with minions um And uh, so this is kind of getting around that a little by also being a spell, right? That summons a minion, yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's a, it's a powerful card. It's just... Three mana, three threes are crap, but you have so much card advantage
1: with this. And then all that freezing really lets you get to the late game better too. That freezing helps a ton. Like, it, if it didn't have the freeze, it would be worse. Like, a, a decent amount worse. Because um, in terms of body, like you'd rather have the very first body of the pyros to sort of like get it rolling than than this awkward three mana three three body but the fact that it freezes really uh that's Mm -hmm. really really nice also the fact that it's a spell like spells are just better because they proc things you can draw them especially a frost spell yeah yeah you can draw them in ways um they have synergy so this is just the better pyros
0: yep Um, Also, uh, if you are facing against a certain deck that has a certain weapon that we may or may not have talked about for 20 minutes in the last episode, freezing, it helps slow it down. It's not going to stop them, but it's going to make that, you know, weapon that was this insane game-winning single-handedly weapon into just, like, a really good card. And if you can do that to a hunter, you probably won the game. So this is going to have even more value in this meta if hunters are a thing. And again, hunters being a thing, it's just being carried by that one card. So how much that card gets offered, and just how bad the rest of the hunter package is, it's it's really going to make a difference in in whether you see hunters dominate or if you see hunters suck. Um, it's it's kind of unclear. Like we keep talking about Bloodseeker like needing a ban it could be the case that no one is able to play hunter in the meta and then they hit the button micro adjust and then all of a sudden hunter gets 60% win rate like that could totally happen um it's just yeah anyway back to build a snowman it's good it always really good but it's even better if like hunter or paladin become uh, super good which they probably will okay next we have a b plus card uh, B plus, very very good. Uh, it is amplified snow flurry, two mana, two three elemental battle cry. Your next hero power costs zero and freezes the target. Uh, so B plus is very good, especially for just the two drop. But it allows you to really kind of save this hero power, right, and get the ping at any time you want, or get the freeze at any time you want. And at two mana, like a lot of things that you want to do at two mana, especially as a mage is just kind of protect your position like you're not like rushing anyone down in the way mages are constructed these days uh so this really helps you protect your position by allowing the freeze which synergizes with everything and also like preserving one damage compare that to like the druid one which is a also a two mana two three but that gives you one attack well you got to use that attack right now and that makes it much worse so the druid gets it back by allowing for uh late game like plus one you know damage plus one attack to everything which is you know much better than this in the late game but this on turn two is much better
1: yep all right <clears throat> now okay what's the next one
0: next one is shivering sorceress this is we're in the b category now there are four b rated cards and b is in the good tier so these are all very powerful cards um not like premium but they're you're happy to have them in your deck they're better than most cards in your deck definitely uh, so, Shivering Sorceress is a 1-mana 2-2 two, two Battle Cry. Reduce the cost of the highest cost spell in your hand by 1.
1: Yay. It's a 1-mana... Like, at the very least, it's a 1-mana 2-2. Two, two. That's good. That's, that's really that's good. That's really good. Yeah. Uh, now, the problem is, like, uh, you won't... Sometimes you won't care about the cost reduction. Sometimes you won't even get one. Uh, a 1-mana 2-2 two, two is nice, but it's still small and you're not going to follow it like you're not going to tempo as mage you, you, you're you just not so like it can be used nice defensively right you get it out in turn one and now you can at least match their turn two with you know your turn one plus a ping at, at the very least um so th- it's it's nice there but y- yeah you're this isn't like druid uh or hunter and what you're potentially going to be pushing you're just not going to be pushing as mage
0: at all all i have to say is a nine
1: mana box uh or a nine mana ice tower (laughs) wait
0: what's what's an ice tower ice blood tower no no no. you're you're, you're thinking of of, of of the wrong uh the wrong one you're talking about rune of the archmage you're talking about you, you what you want to say is the eight mana rune of the archmage
1: oh oh that's what you mean yeah like yeah, no oh because, i thought you were if you have a i i thought you were already tower, you, no you, you've messed up I, I i thought you were already <laughs> referencing rune of the archmage in which case oh no no, no, no. i was i was referencing box oh like, yeah you you know, you the actual box.
0: box you could have a nine mana box Rune of the Archmage could be 8 mana. Speaking of Rune of the Archmage, let's skip over to Rune of the We normally go by mana valleys. Rune of the Archmage is also a B-tier card, and we might as well talk about it because everyone's talking about this card. It's an epic spell. It's ridiculous. 9 mana.
1: Cast 20 mana worth of mage spells at enemies. So, if you guys are wondering, like, why isn't this higher... Um First of all, did you map this out? I did not map this out.
0: I, I mapped this out. You actually, but I, don't, this out. I, but I did not map this out to like what, how good the spells are. I just mapped it out to like general like
1: spells. So right? here's the problem because like Puzzle Box is so good, right? Puzzle mm-hmm, Box yes. is so good. Ice Blood Tower is so bad you guys don't know iceblood tower we can just talk about right this is one which we kind of fine 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 we'll we'll talk about go
0: out of iceblood tower is a f tier card that is going to be released in the set it is a rare it is 10 mana it says at the end of your turn cast another spell from your deck last three turns it is really bad it is clearly not meant for uh for arena it's meant for like
1: either combo decks or decks in which you only put really large spells in your deck so if you guys are wondering why is this only a B, which is exactly a comment uh, I see in chat right now, um, it's just not consistent. There are quite a few met cards, and also from I'm guessing from the way that they do it, uh, it's like okay, it'll after a certain point it'll be like okay, what's the next spell? And then once you get past 10 mana, as in once it you have cast like 11 mana's worth of stuff. It's, like, the the window for you to cast, uh, you know, Puzzle Box or whatever, that's already gone. So, you have to... It's, like, not only do you not have, like, the greatest chance, from the way that they do it, which I think is, like, sequentially, right? Um, you're, ch- mm-hmm. like... So, you know, you cast a secret, and then you cast, like, I don't know, uh, a mass polymorph or, or something, and then you cast something else... And then you can't get like the box anymore. I'm not saying that box is all you want to get, like, because like I said, mass Polymorph is- Basically what you're saying is, you're not getting as many rolls of the box
0: as it seems like 20 mana you should get. Because at a certain point it cuts off, which is totally true, I think that's
1: how they're gonna do it. I think that's how they do it, right? Um, I, I don't think it'll be like, oh, we're gonna pick five spells. And if puzzle box is in there, we will take that first, and then go down, or something like. There's weird ways you could do it in which you can raise the value of this significantly, but then you you you're also throwing in like ice blood tower. <laughs> I'm assuming it would just be like, oh, the biggest spells take priority, and then we will go down from there, and then we'll fill in at the very end. Uh so I'm guessing it's just like, okay, I'll take any random spell. I will cast it. And then, from what is left, I will take a random spell that is possible for the mana cost, and then I'll cast it. And then it'll keep on doing that. It's just unreliable. Like, you mm-hmm. can't really assume Mass Polymorph. You can't really assume flame strike. I don't think. Uh, and there are some real duds.
0: You, you definitely can't assume any of them. Yeah. I think there's actually a low percent chance to get them. This... There's, like, not enough board Clears for you to, like, think, like, oh, this is going to give me more than a 50% chance at a board Clear. That's not. That's not what's happening here. And like, you're thinking, everyone has this idea of like, box is so good, right? And this back in the day, like, we love box, right? We're the ones that were like, box is broken, and everyone else was like, box is terrible. What are you talking about? And then it came out, I was like, yep, it was broken. Um, But that's because box casts ten spells. This is twenty mana's worth of spells. It's not going to be anywhere near ten. Yeah, So like, so you're talking about a very different power level between Box and this. And when it comes to board clears, you don't care if it's directed at enemies or not at enemies. So this is just like a much weaker version of Box. If you're looking for the same kind of like effect.
1: So yeah, some people might look at this and they might be like, Oh, that's so many spells. Okay, 20 mana worth of spells for Mage. Let's go look at Puzzle Box. Because they cast 10 spells, on average, how much mana is that? That's like 30 plus, right? it's like 30 plus worth of spells so this is also why like if you want to do a direct comparison which you shouldn't anyways but if you just wanted to do a direct comparison with mana um puzzle box is still much much better Mm -hmm. because if you just think about on average like the the cost of the spells that you're gonna get i think it's very fair and like very safe to say okay three mana average cost that's like pretty fair right guys mm-hmm. so it's going to be like more than 30 mana well here you're only getting 20 as well and mage spells aren't necessarily great um i i understand there's some duds in other classes as well but like i i we let's not be blinded by the possibility of uh this into puzzle box so yeah puzzle box is actually just that much better than this card
0: yep I see people freaking out about this card being amazing too. It's not it's not going to be like the numbers are not going to add up to that. The numbers just don't no, add
1: it's, up. It's a it's a B tier card. It's a B cool. card, right? Car. We keep yeah, telling
0: yeah. you like hey, just because we're saying B like don't get the Asian parent mentality and B is good. B is most of your cards like like most of your good cards. This is totally fine. Like Yeti is a C minus D plus, right? Like so B comparatively is very good and Yeti's even fine. Um okay. So, that's Rune of the Archmage. It's also epic. You're not going to see it that much. Let's talk about another giant epic spell that is also a beat. And that is Mass Polymorph. Uh, Seven mana, arcane spell. Transform all minions into one one sheep. So, uh, you know, much like uh, Assassinate was five mana and Polymorph was four mana. Twisting Nether is eight mana. Mass Polymorph is seven mana. Like... It's fine. Uh, Twisting Nether is great. Uh, Mass Polymorph is going to be great. It's not brokenly good. You really don't want to leave your opponents with a bunch of sheep. Because sheep still hit face. And like the one damage adds up if you're doing this as an actual form of mass removal. Um, Transform on Polymorph is really good. Because you can target the thing that gets rid of the death rattle or whatever, right? When you're mass doing it... You're maybe targeting one minion, and it doesn't really quite have that effect for the other one, so it loses some of its luster there either. Because if you're thinking, oh, well, like, you know, Polymorph was, like, way better than uh, Assassinate. Like, yes, but that's why. And when you do Mass, especially double-sided Mass, you really lose some of that.
1: Yeah, this is going to be a little bit awkward. Um, I've always, I, I talked about how good Silence is, and it's true. Like, Silence is quite good. This is just an awkward card unfortunately uh it's not it's not terrible you know it's it's not mm-hmm. bad like once again this this is b it's b it's, it's good b. it's good it's it's a good card, but uh, you awkward. would love to have it in your deck awkward it's it's really propped up by the fact that silence is super valuable nowadays mm-hmm okay right. next up we have the legendary
0: um Belinda Stonehurth, 6 mana, 5, 5, Battlecry, draw 2 spells. Swap their cost with this minion's stats. So this minion's stats is 5, 5, again. So these spells you draw are going to cost 5, which is not good. And they're probably small, because it's arena, you're not going to have all the big spells, and those big spells are all epic anyway. So this is probably going to be a smaller minion. But, oh, no, sorry. Or, the minion doesn't change yeah um, um so, but yeah but so you're basically increasing the cost of your spells more likely than it is to decrease
1: um but it, so here's the thing though it's like you do get to draw and we've seen this with other similar kinds of cards as well it's like you care you d- it's like it is more important for the big cars to get cheaper than it is for the smaller cars to get a little bit more expensive because big cars mm-hmm. getting cheaper is really good um and smaller cars their impact wasn't as big anyway so you like you just don't play them right they yeah don't have that negative effect um and and also y- yes like uh by the way you said something um that i don't believe is true like this oh, it yeah. actually it says swap their cars swaps the stats yeah. okay that's okay. what i always assumed as well and chat is saying that um so mm-hmm. i that's how i calculated it actually oh but then you went back. I just it? said it differently. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, so yeah, like getting the chance to have Rune of the Archmage, Mage, uh, Mass Polymorph, or Puzzle Box discounted to five counts for a lot. Like that—that that is really, really good because whenever you have giant spells that do a lot of that do a lot discounted, um, and you have extra flexibility in there, or just the ability to play it earlier on, uh, that's very nice. mm Hmm. Just draw two spells is
0: great. Like, flat out. So that's why it's still B. Um, okay, so after this we have three bad cards. We're going to go with the D card that's still somewhat playable, but still pretty bad, and then there's two F cards. Alright. So, Scythe the Mana is a D card. Two mana, Arcane spell, deal two damage. Honorable kill. Reduce the cost of spells in your hand by one. Yep. I've been saying this For a while Um, Especially back when we had that Whatever the fire card is That was 2 mana deal 2 damage And then like add Like discover a spell Like you like the 2 mana deal 2 damage Better than I do But 2 mana deal 2 damage
1: In today's meta Is so slow Yeah but slow is not necessarily That punishing Like Here's the thing about this The honorable kill isn't like Amazing here Mm -hmm. but for stuff like runic orb right i'm just like oh okay that's that's
0: i mean i'm not saying it's a bad card but i'm saying it's not like as broken as it would be if two mana deal two damage was actually even vaguely on curve
1: yeah uh well it's also going to be like if everyone is trying to avoid that two mana thing um then it's also a little bit harder like the Mm -hmm. two mana break point just because of one class and one card uh, but no, I, I mean, I don't think such <laughs> mana is any good. Like, the, the honorable kill is pretty meh.
0: Yep. Alright, um, so the two F cards, we already went over one of them. It's Iceblood Tower, that's a 10-mana card that, at the end of your turn, casts another spell from your deck, flash three turns. It's a constructed card. These spells are cast with random targets, like, you don't want anything to do with it. It's 10-mana. And uh, the other card you should totally stay away from is Arcane Brilliance. Uh, 4 mana, add a copy of a 7, 8, 9, and 10 cost spell in your deck to your hand. I don't know, maybe you just ended up drafting a bunch of 7, 8, 9, 10 cost spells in your hand um, you uh, in your deck, but you probably shouldn't do that because it's a terrible deck. Uh, but if you did do that, then Arcane Brilliance could work, uh, but it will not work and be very
1: bad in the vast majority of decks. Yeah. Um, this is one, remember, this is on average... Can you kind of convince yourself to pick it later on in the draft if you have, like, a Rune of the Archmage and a Puzzle Box? You know, for some reason, you were just able to draft those. Uh, Maybe. It depends on what the other things are. Yeah, like, yeah, maybe. Um, Yeah, I I would do it if
0: I had those two. Yeah,
1: but mm, that's, like, that's that's very specific right and on average you won't have that so that that's why it's an f like um i can definitely see some of you guys taking this and the later you get in the draft the more it either solidifies itself as a as a f or it actually surprisingly rises up but this is one that Mm -hmm. on average it is that bad so don't don't take it early.
0: um okay well that's it for mage I don't know if there's that much to say about mage. Uh, it looks like it's trying to be the big spell mage is trying to be a thing and also a little more of that freeze synergy. Not even freeze synergy, just freeze effects. The freeze effects are going to be very useful. The big spells are going to be great if you can get it, but there's a lot of duds in here as well. Uh, so it's good that the rest of the mage spells, the non-duds, are actually quite good. They're all B-rated or above, and uh, I think it's really going to hold the mage up into, like, a nice place. Like, I think this will be one of those classes where you, you, you play the game, like, kind of normal, and then you spike some RNG, uh, and that's kind of how mage plays. Um, um, uh, I don't think there's anything particularly exciting or boring about it. It's, like, a middle-of-the-line class
1: that's it okay that's mage cool all right uh you want to give some shout outs uh thank you to coffee caffeine um it's been pretty good i had some before uh but also once again thank you to uh everyone who keeps playing the arena and this is where you're like but you don't play the arena in which case that's true i value my sandy but i will be playing the arena um if you guys don't no i still check arena hs you know i still watch uh, quite a few arena streams uh so it's it's still uh you know still a part of my life and both of us will definitely be playing it we'll see exactly what happens maybe i'll like rage quit soon maybe i'll actually enjoy it a lot of it depends on exactly what happens but uh, mm-hmm. this this is a mode that just kind of refuses to die with the stubbornness of the community. So I think we should uh, commend that stubborn community for holding on to this uh, dead game mode.
0: All right, that's it for mage. We're doing paladin next. Uh, we're doing are we doing paladin next? We are doing paladin next. Oh god, we're doing paladin next. Um, brace yourselves. See you in the next episode. Bye. Enjoying the light forge?